welcome back to the long, the very long, very, very long and awaited episode 18 of In the Study. I'm your co-host, Ben Marcoulier, accompanied here by my other co-host, John Jack Jiggins. Hey, Ben. How you doing? What's going on? Not much, man. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm checking the dates right now, checking the records. Last record date, February 10th. Hey, you know, a hiatus doesn't mean the end, and we're back. And we are back. Back in black. All right, so what have you been doing over these past, like, six months? Six months? Yeah, I know. We got to cover ground in six months. So, um, I finished high school. I graduated. I think you did, too. Yeah, I did, too. That was pretty dope. I was I gave a speech at graduation. Did you listen? Oh yes, I heard March tenth, twenty twenty. March thirteenth. March thirteenth, twenty twenty. Our lives were flipped upside down. Never said that. COVID nineteen pandemic. I actually never said COVID. Coronavirus. Didn't say that either. I said the pandemic. All right, man. Continue. So clearly, didn't listen that closely. But yeah, <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. Um, yeah, that was that was great. And then, you know, you're sort of just in the summer, and just looking forward to what's happening next, really. So I'm working, trying to get it up, uh, my cash flow for college, and then. Um, I've just been hanging out with friends, seeing people, lots of grad parties, even still, even into July. Me too. Um, yeah, that's been a good time. How about you, buddy? Uh, Six mu- months. Pretty much the same thing. All the high school stuff is over with. Been working, Mulligan's mini golf, and also doing some farm and hay with my boss. Mm. Grad parties, hanging out with friends, had a little beach vacation with all my Sterling boys this past weekend and it was oh, a lot yeah. of fun. When you went out to Maine, right? Yep, Beach yeah. Week. So that was a good time. Celebrated my birthday up there. Nice. And yeah. Just trying to get trying to get ready for trying to get ready to go. The next step. Indeed it is. Do you miss it, Ben? High yeah. school? There it is. That's the question. Do I miss high school? That's the question. No. What Not I do all. miss though are the very, very little encounters that were very funny. That's fair. Like the little the little things. The little jokes. <laughs> little moments. Miss. Yeah, but that's not enough to make me miss it. You wouldn't go back. No. Did you peak in high school? I sure hope not. I don't think so. Do you think anybody peaked in high school? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> We're not going to name Here and names. in the study, though, we do not name names. We do not name names because we have uh, fear of uh consequences really that's really all it is sure because of class or manners just fear yeah no <laughs> precisely yeah so i've just been living life man that i mean pretty yeah. much it it's trying like to en- trying to enjoy the summer that's that's true it feels for me it does feel like a lot of um almost like you hit pause on life for a second yeah i feel like summer is just sort of this Summer before college. Summer before college. Well, summer in general, too. I feel like it's this never-ending time lapse where it's pretty much the same thing every day. Wake up, work, go to the gym, hang out with friends. It feels so long, but then it's in then reality, it's, it's like it's only the perception. Because you look at the calendar, it's actually yeah, it's like I, got, I, move, I move in in a month. 
Right. I leave in a month. I leave in four weeks. That is a month. Is it a month? Typically, four weeks are in a month. Dude, that's right. That's the standard measurement of a month. My fault. Correct. Jack, I say we just get the, uh, just get the question right out of the way. Where are you going next year? Oh my what God! What institution? Not, oh, because right. What institution are you attending in the next fall? next year? This fall, I have committed to Georgetown University in Washington D.C. No, in 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 all seriousness, I am very excited. Um, it was one of my top choice schools. I think I mentioned it on the podcast. I like, think you did too. Wicked early on, so I'm I'm very excited to go there, experience DC, experience all the people. I had an accepted students day in March. Uh, I think in March, um, and that was fantastic. I met a lot of cool kids. Uh, I learned a lot about the school, and I and I like a lot of what I learned. And, um, you know, since then I found my roommate. Uh, he's from Hawaii. Well, that's neat. Yes. Um, he's actually never seen the campus. So <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be, I think it's going to be a cool experience. Sure. You know, it, it definitely uh, will be. In terms of that relationship, but also just in school in general. And I am quite excited to uh, experience that and absolutely live that life. Benjamin. Yes, Jack. What institution, if any, are you attending? So I will be attending Villanova University down right outside of Philly uh, in the fall. And um, I have yet to receive a roommate. Uh, our housing, all, all of like our location and roommates are released this coming week. So I'm mm. excited to see where on campus I'll be staying. Oh, yeah. That's but exciting. It is. Man, I'm just excited to move on to the next chapter in my life. Yeah. Not to sound cliche, but <laughs> I, feel, I feel like... The pages are turning and the new chapter begins. No, that's that's a great. It, it is so cliche. But cliches are cliche for a reason. I know they kind of make sense. True, they gotta because they, they're, they're kind of true. Like Villanova, man. Georgetown, man. Is Villanova Jesuit? It is Augustinian. It's Augustinian. One of only right. two in America. Oh, the second being Merrimack. Oh, all right. Yes. Look at that. Yeah, so I also went to an admitted student's day. Mm-hmm. Great time. Love the campus. Culture, everything's fine there. Looks, I'm excited. And what is your, at the moment, like your preferred major? Oh, so I'm dual majoring in uh, journalism and English. Brilliant. Yep. And how about yourself? Uh, I'm preferred as an economics major right Sure, now. yeah. But, you know, things change. They do. And um, I'm actually not allowed to officially declare I don't know if you are. I, I don't. I'm not either. But okay. I'll just say that that's my preferred major. Yes. It's what I want to study. We will see. Learn a lot. Live a lot. See what's going on. Just, you know, the the place. I mean, we can't fault the place that we come from. Because in many ways, it does shape our identity to more than a reasonable degree. Political socialization. Shout out. Mr. J. Mr. J. <laughs> even even more so than politics, just I know I experience and and life in general and environment. Environment has such a is such a powerful influence on one's life. Yeah. Um, but it can be controlled in many ways, in some ways, sometimes for some people. And I, I don't think we can fault or I'll speak for myself. I don't think I can fault the environment that we've come from 
but I do believe, and I don't know if I've discussed it on here and I not uh, in detail, but I do believe that I've certainly come from a bubble, a self-contained sort of almost homogeneous environment with flickers of nuance and detail, but to cast broad generalization, I have come from the same life that everyone here has lived and may some people may yet live from or from around where I'm from and for me I don't think I am in pursuit of that and I want to experience new things elsewhere new challenges especially and to learn more about myself the world at large and the relationship between the two. I don't know if you can comment on that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was pretty poetic, pretty philosophical. I think I knew where you were going with it, mm. but I think you were sort of dancing around the true substance of it, which we won't get into. Mm. Um, for myself, though, I'm also excited to embark on a new journey. Yeah. More so... I think what I'm most excited for is to finally learn what I want to learn to be surrounded by like-minded individuals who also have that same passion for whatever it is, whether it be English, journalism, writing, reading. So I'm definitely excited for that. But I'm also excited for Villanova basketball, definitely the pep band and the jazz ensemble, which is open to everybody, but obviously. Oh, wow. Yeah, because th there's no um, musical arts program at uh, Villanova so it's open to anybody and usually they don't have kids they don't have first time players joining any of the ensembles so I'm excited to join those mm -hmm. that's pretty much it yeah yeah what made you uh, pick Villanova over everything else because I remember for quite some time and I don't know if we've ever actually discussed this even on a personal basis sure um, you know there's so many factors and you you had a lot of very strong options, as did I you. recall. Yeah, so, um, should I just name where, uh, where I was? So, I was pretty much deciding between three schools, Seton Hall in New Jersey, Villanova, Villanova <laughs> and then Emerson out College out in Boston. And I really came between Emerson and Villanova, and so I sort of made the decision that Emerson's really a small liberal arts school. It's pretty much just liberal arts, like the performing arts... English journalism, th that's pretty much their only thing there. While Villanova is more of a, a rounded educational institution, not to knock on Emerson whatsoever, because that's also a fantastic school. But I just felt that the campus life, which I would not get in Emerson simply because it's in downtown Boston, mm -hmm. was also something that would be a, a positive for me experiencing that campus college life, intramural sports, stuff like that. Great points. Yeah. So it really came down between um, sort of feel of the campus along with education. Not not to knock again, but just... Do you think that's one of the most important aspects of choosing... Forget even college. We can go broader. We can go like an environment, like getting a feel for it, like feeling it. Because if I could speak for myself, I, I personally felt that it was really important in my decision uh, that I like saw Georgetown and felt what it was like to be there um, 
even before I had accepted students day, like in, in terms of just visits and whatnot. Well, a hundred percent. I think for me, I'm a very environment based person. So mm. a place where I feel like I want to be is somewhere I'll thrive. And I definitely, when I went and toured Villanova on the accept the students day, I'm like, well, I want to be here. Like, it's beautiful. I'm really excited. I want to be here. And so I think that that's going to translate into what I do in the future, you know, like it, like, classic basketball or whatever sports saying feel good look good play good there it is there it is do you think that we have and i do mean we as in you and me or or maybe you can we can speak to our class in some ways do you think we have overhyped or made too much out of uh, what college is going to be or what the experience is going to be or yes and no I think most of the hype from college stems from a wanting to leave high school mm-hmm. they see it as people including myself see it as the next step to whatever their goals are but it also is just a change of scenery right I know some kids want to go far away some kids want to go to California some kids want to go you know international mm-hmm. but I think that also College as a whole is pretty neat because it really is our first step into adulthood. Mm. Not living with our parents. Some may be living still at home, which is completely fine. Um, But I'd say a good majority of us are going to be living by ourselves with a roommate, sort of having to manage ourselves, manage our time, learn just pretty much everything about adult life. Sure. But I think part of the appeal is that you have a safety net. You have a fairly wide safety net in terms of what you can do when you're in college, especially uh, because you know you're on a meal plan, possibly. Yeah. Or you know, if you are commuting, it's fine. You you know, you do have to pay if you're paying. You do have to pay for housing, so there are costs there. But there's you know, campus police and things like that. You know, you're in you're in this sort of bubble. Yeah, I know it's almost another bubble. Yeah. In some ways, but it's a it's like a wider bubble or a bubble that's a thinner yeah it's definitely a thinner bubble yes 100%. so you can it's very almost seamless invisible in some ways that you can pass in and out especially if you're in an urban area yeah uh, but also you know the size and the magnitude and the exposure educationally which broadens the mind uh, as they say uh, provides sort of exploration outside of that do you think that college is a must no i i don't even i don't even need you to finish that question that was the end of the question (laughs) uh let me just go back to what you originally uh sorry i switched topics quickly do you think college is somewhat did you say overhyped by yeah i think i used the term i think it's become more sensationalized especially the admittance process i think it's almost especially on social media instagram tiktok it's almost become I don't want to say a game, but it's it's like addicting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like seeing what schools you can get into. Yep. It's and it's also. Like, I felt that. Yeah. No, I think I think that's also another draw to the whole entire college thing. It's just very sensationalized, especially on social media. But getting back, to, you really don't, you don't need school. Obviously, it depends on what you want to do. If you right. want to go into healthcare, you want to be a doctor, surgeon. You're gonna need a degree, and you're gonna need more than just a degree. So it's, it really boils down to what your plans are in life. Also, another thing that also 
college boils down to is also financial status. Mm-hmm. It boils down to, you know, are you going to be able to afford it and all all, the, all these other factors that we de- don't necessarily want to talk about but are extremely important. Right. So I really, like most things in life, it's a multifactorial issue. I feel like we always end up, when we, when we ask a question like that, it's always, you know. Because it's just, it always it's, it's just, it's like, it's, it, nothing's ever, hours. no, it's true. Black and white, it's exactly. always just. Yes, I think it's more important than anything is learning as early as possible who you are and who you are maybe more accurately who you are becoming Mm -hmm. because that will determine where you believe your best next steps are but I don't think many people go down that path because it requires a certain level of self-awareness and introspection and truly uncomfortable sometimes borderline or genuinely frightening thoughts and experiences and whatnot uh, to learn about oneself. But I do think it is probably one of the most important things that you can college do no no no. learning about yourself oh, okay okay yeah just to clear and i mean i'm saying that as you know some 18 year old kid but understanding that in some ways that identity that self is an illusor an illusory and fluid state but you want to know it you want to understand where your values are and, and whatnot and you can reevaluate and change all of this but it's better to have something so you can determine where you want to go so that it determines you know big decisions like college or not going to college or you know going straight into the workforce or not working or living another lifestyle that suits that personal philosophy more um but i don't think that is really perpetuated at all in mainstream anything what that college is the choice to go down the college path as opposed to others really boils down to who we are. I th- our I, I just mean identity. I think like a like an understanding of self identity. Of course. I think I mean I I know it's more common for some people, but I think just um a l- and you know there are others our age who have explored it deeper than us, but there I feel like the vast majority and even some more later adults late stage adults <laughs> um haven't done that either and and I think that's why a lot of people end up lost cuz they didn't even bother to look at the map yeah it it reminds me of one of my favorite novels the picture of dorian gray so uh, who, do, do you know that? that oscar wilde yeah so i'm not going to get into the sort of contentious a- uh, aspects of the novel but what it boils down to is a man trades off his uh, eternal beauty so he, he he preserves his eternal beauty and all of his sins and all of just his his wretched acts appear on this portrait of him of himself and so really it's his soul in the art versus the beauty like his physical self and so he embarks on this hedonistic journey where he just everything's for the experiences 
everything is like how much pleasure he can rack up that sort of stuff and he does takes no he takes nothing into account but how it treats other people how he sort of contributes to society and so in the end he's looking at this picture of himself and he almost starts to feel no remorse for what he's done and so i think what it boils really boils down to and what i get from that aspect of the novel is like you were saying almost like Dorian Gray looked at that picture of himself and how distorted it has become simply because of the acts he's he's done. We also need to do that, but not in the sense of, you know, our sins, but in the sense of what are our what are our values here, right? What do we want to do? What's our identity? What has our environment been? What has our experiences and other factors contributed to to mold this form of ourselves? Where do we want to go and how do we get there? Great point. Like, I love, the, I think the analogy we can extract from that is looking at the picture of oneself yeah, and seeing the the change, the, the personal history and the change and everything but behind it. But not necessarily it. in the, uh, not necessarily in, the, in, the, in the same vein. Sure. Not like, we didn't kill anybody. Yeah, but. right. Okay. Um, yes. And, you know, one of those, one of the, I think one of the most important aspects of achieving that aim and learning about that or excuse me about oneself is through like experience and i know there are a lot of people uh whose opportunity for experience is limited but there are a lot of people whose opportunity for experience is not limited at all they're not taking advantage of it and i think in some ways that's a shame because you know when you really look at it there's a lot of stuff out out there for f- zero cost really uh that you can learn about or experience and sort of understand if this path is for you or you can take something from it i think the the example i use all the time is there will be kids or kids yeah who say they want to be lawyers or doctors, but they don't really have any exposure to what living that career is is like exactly. or getting that degree is like getting to that point and understanding what it means. So what it comes down to in many situations is why. And that question is a very... in can be a very destructive question or dis- disruptive question because when you ask yourself why and you force yourself to be honest you can reveal some things that you don't necessarily want so take that lawyer or doctor example you know in in many cultures it, it it's very promoted be a lawyer be a doctor and then you ask why well it connotes success well, why is success important because you know success usually means money or a fair amount of money well why do you want money for freedom or various things you know what i mean family family i feel like that's probably the most prominent answer or to escape poverty that too it's it's the immediate that's what i meant on that under family right yes it's the immediate switch it's you know from zero to a hundred because these positions and titles are connoted with you know success and you want people to view that because we are you know status full beings but 
oftentimes the answers to these questions are not sustainable. And I think for those of us who have the opportunity to consider that, uh, it is important that we do so early so that we do not end up in a position where we look back at 5, 10, 15, 20 years, 25, 30, numbers climb, and wonder how we got here when we should have changed course. Well, sure, but I also think that it's kind of difficult for us to know what journey we want to embark on without experiences. Mm-hmm. Right? The future experiences play a large role in what we want to do with our lives. Like We can look back at ourselves, we can introspect as much as we want, but we really never know truly what we want until we start. Mm-hmm. So no, I, great point. Yeah, I think then that actually touches on what should be the central thesis of my previous expulsion, which was, you know, take action and experience stuff, uh-huh. so that way you can learn about that and you know see see what's going on. Just like see what's going on in terms of you, in terms of the world, all this stuff. You know, I tried. I you know, I feel like Ben knows this. And I've touched upon it in snippets here and there, but this is probably one of my big things, which is, you know, that I said to our, like, freshman homeroom, and I don't know. I hope one kid listened to me. No. <laughs> Not a sing. All right. For th- for those of you in the <laughs> audience who are unaware, Jack was rated the most hated of our four freshman homeroom mentors. That is true. Not even – there. it was a unanimous vote, too. It, it was, tw- like, 28 to nothing. Yes, unanimously Jack was voted as most hated and possibly correlation correlating with that correlating with that was that I did like most of the work and tried to do like the actual job of the quote unquote home mentor but correct to be f- and then on that same note the, the other half of this three sided coin is that the role and job of the homeroom mentor is awful if you don't want to do it or if the freshmen don't want to listen to you. Both of which are true. Both of which are true. Okay, continue. Um, But my message to them at the very beginning of the year, or actually at the end too, was just like to take advantage of the time that they have and the freedoms that they have to learn where they want to go. You know, when you, when you have kids who are like, uh, who want to get in clubs, who want to get involved in clubs or jobs or experiences senior year because they realize, oh my God, this is the path I could go down. When if they had started um, years prior for skill development and experience and connections, forget about college, just like for the life, you know, if they learned that about themselves earlier if they had sought out that experience with the resources that they had earlier, you know, the compounding interest of skill development would, you know, that's how compound interest works. The earlier you start, the better it Okay, that's it's unimportant. Continue. Uh, no, that's the end of the oh, point. Oh, I thought you were going to go on a rant about what compound interest Oh, was. no, God, no, no, like, no, no, no. All right, no, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's just my thought on that. 
Sure. I don't have much to touch on it. In terms of that, yeah, no. Yeah. No, I think we kind of view the world differently, but similar at the same time. Say, that seems sim- pretty similar. I don't think it was that off. I just... Yeah, no. I think I just touched I mean. on a different aspect of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I say we we generally have the same view on that, but I also, mm-hmm. you know, just boils down again to past experiences. Yeah, but extracting stuff from that, not necessarily being stuck in them. Yep. Yeah. So you're playing the drums in college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll lighten up a bit. Yeah, I'm going to continue playing for as long as I possibly can. That's awesome. I've never seen the kit before. I love I love to uh mutilate it. You could have said that so many different ways. I know. I couldn't think of a word and it just came to my mind. Okay. I I'm trying to think of manipulate it. Okay. I love to manipulate it. Also a ah. little Okay, I like to switch stuff. So I li- we're by the way, we're in my basement right now and my drum kit is currently you love stage. to change locations? No, no, not locations. I love to change the layout of the drums and cymbals. Oh, really? Yeah. I so, didn't know they were like, I have another, I have another rack tom. Oh, okay. Sometimes. Cool. Like, yeah, you know, it's just a different ways of expressing ideas, while also learning new ones. Because huh. at the end of the day, stagnancy, even in stagnancy forms of kills. art, you can never really break that that glass shield you're in. So. You always got to sweat, try and learn new different types of music, experiment with kits. That is creativity, right? Yep. The mixing and matching ideas until something somewhat novel appears. And then you get bored of it, and then you switch it again. And there you go. And then it's fresh, and you're back on the horse. Like right now, I'm in my bebop phase, so my toms are tuned very tight. I have a non-muffled bass drum, you know, very articulated strokes. But I'd say in about a week, maybe I'll go back to... You know, that neo-jazz funk, which is pretty popular right now. Yes. Catches heat. Huh. That's awesome. I just think it's so cool because, you know, I, when I was a kid, I always thought um, that playing an instrument would be great. It would be awesome. I wanted to always play the piano. And then in middle school, I wanted to stop playing it. But I was forced to continue playing by my parents, which I know doesn't like it's not that awful in, in reality. But like back then, I was, it was, I was very irritated, right? Because I'm, you know, a middle schooler. But it's honestly probably one of the best decisions that I didn't make. Yeah, honestly, though, I was thinking about this earlier. The the only times where I'm like, all right, parents force your kids to do something is 100% an instrument. <laughs> I feel like the kids will always look back on it once they're older. Like, thanks, mom. Thanks, dad. I think I hear more, oh, I wish I didn't stop playing. Exactly. Than, oh, I can't believe I C- had to Because a lot playing. of times, our parents get us into instruments because they're trying to live vicariously through us because they right. themselves wish they did play. Mm-hmm. Other times, it's also just parents being parents. great parents and allowing yes. their kids to find, to express themselves. So To experience new stuff. Yep, my parents. And learn. My parents were very, I was very fortunate to have parents that did not bat an eye when I said I wanted to play drums when I was like three. That's brilliant. Yeah, they, they, didn't, they didn't complain. When did you get your first kit? Three. Three? Four, yeah. 
I, I always used to bang time. on stuff. Like, it was very rhythmically. Yeah, I did the same thing. Rhythmically, rhythmically like With pots based. and pans in the kitchen. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So I guess the writing was on the wall. <laughs> you turned out to be a much better drummer than I was. <laughs> that is 100% true. Yeah. I'm not even going to try and... Not even... <laughs> it's like, it's not even close. No. It's about, like... Zero to a thousand in terms Just of as you, you are a better saxophone player than me because <laughs> I've never touched a saxophone. <laughs> I am learning bass guitar though. Fair enough. Oh yeah, I saw yeah. that. My friend, my my brother's friend, Brian Corvello, one of my favorite humans. Mm. He's just such a good guy down there, genuine. He used to play the bass. He still oh, does wow. a little bit, but he had a lot of extras. He he sold a good amount of his, but he wanted to give one to a family friend, and I was gracious enough and also lucky enough. To receive one from him, so I guess that's a fun experience. That is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Hardest instrument I have ever tried to learn. Right there. Bass? The accordion. Oh, my God. My grandfather was a brilliant accordion player. When he passed away, I took it, and I can play one song on it, but it's, it is learning learning the left-hand bass and chord keys is so extremely difficult because there's about 60 of them. They all feel the exact same except for one. I think it's I think it's C major, where it, it has a little indent, so you know if you're a hand placement. It's the hardest instrument ever, I swear. I believe it. It's I've so always I've hard. always thought accordion like was in, looked incredibly difficult and was incredibly impressive when played well. Oh, it it is incredibly difficult. What are you gonna miss? What when exa- you leave, like what exactly? Just anything I'm gonna miss? Anything or the top thing, preferably the top thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss Sterling. I'm gonna miss my hometown. Mm. Like I know that's pretty common, but I always think about this this summer. It's been on my mind. Just like this is where I grew up. Every street feels a certain type of way to me. Like I feel, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like it just every part of town is just all of your memories and your subconscious sort of coming back, and they sort of shape shape your perception, whether that be good or bad on a certain area. You know, like when I drive down to, you know, Mulligans down Route Twelve. Oh, I'm on Route Twelve every day to school, no matter what. But when I go to sort of like down near Lake Washakum, oh. Like happy thoughts because I'm going near my dad's house. And sure. I love my dad's house. And then once, like you know, you go to Chocolate Chocolate Middle School area. Oh, I gotta go to school. So, so <laughs> all those things are sort of. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna miss. I'm just gonna miss my friends and my mom and dad and my dog. I miss my mom. Yeah. For those who don't know, Ben, what is your living situation? Oh, yes. So my mom and dad are separated, but they're very, 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 they're on amazing terms. You know, my dad comes over. We go to my dad's house for dinner. So my mom lives in my childhood home, and my dad also has a home in the same town. Mm. And so, you know, with your mom. But yeah, I predominantly live, sleep at my mom's house. Correct. Yep. What are you going to miss? That's a good question. Nothing. Because Jack <laughs> holds no ima- emotional attachment to anything. I have no emotional or sentimental... 
baggage or items or anything. No. I really don't like. I think just like the feeling of being home. Yeah, it's pretty chill. You know what I mean? I'm going to miss my own space too. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much yeah, it. Yeah, like the feeling of being home. Like in in many ways, the familiarity of the environment and the familiarity of some of the people. But I'm sc- I'm nervous. Like I'm gonna I put know. it out there. I'm scared to go to school. No, because it's complete for me at least. It's a completely and I think it's this Villanova I, I visited. It's pretty different, especially if you're going to Philly too. Pretty different from where we grew up. Um, it's not gonna be like first week there. So I'm gonna be like texting my my friends. Yeah, what are we doing tonight? No, yeah, I gotta no, make that's completely new friends. Nope, not happening. Like yeah, and I mean, it's n- it it does evoke feelings of uh, moderate fear, but it also I don't know. I'm just excited, like all the new people, all this, all that. It's just it's the new challenge. It's the new. It's new, and you know, yeah, novelty is a very potent stimulant to the human mind. Um, like. Just, I think that's really it, the familiarity of, of the people and everything. I didn't go out a lot when I was in middle school. I didn't really have, like, friends, and we all, like, hung out, like, frequently. Oh, okay. I know you did. No, uh, pretty much started at right after COVID is when I really solidified my friend group. But you, but you played on basketball teams with them, right? Yeah, we've grew up together. You know I mean? We've like, always hung out, and it's it's yeah. smaller environment. You know, Holden's at Holden or the Holden schools were a bit bigger and whatnot. Of so we came from different places. So I've I've maintained like core friends, but I never like really added like a solidified friend group outside of school. Inside of school is a completely different story. But I also think school is kind of like a fake environment. Whatever. Like in freshman year, obviously, was very low key. Worst my- year of my life. <laughs> I had oh, it was terrible. Yeah. My best friend um, went to a different school, so I no longer had him with me. You know, a lot of other my friends found different friends and whatnot. So there was a lot of, it was a lot of, like, dispersion. You know, we weren't seeing each other every day and whatnot. You know, things disperse. And then, you know, COVID, I was, um, observed all the guidelines and whatnot, but my parents were also extra strict, so I didn't do a lot at all. Me as well. You know, my mom works in the healthcare profession. So. You know, there it is. And when junior year, and I, I mean junior year, like, there's a whole gap, right? And it's just junior year rolls around, you know, I don't know, it kind of felt like freshman year all over again. Like, I didn't know what was up. Oh, y- yes. Or what not. <laughs> yes. And, you know, everyone's old and new at the same time, so it's exactly like, you know, coming from, um, high school, just uh, more familiar faces than unfamiliar in some ways, but you know you have masks, so yeah. where are the faces? Um, and even even then during junior year, I was I don't remember having a really solidified group either. Um, so I don't really have some of these close ties that a lot of people have, except to my you know, um, like core individuals. I know a lot of people have, like, the group that they're going to miss. I have, like, the individual people, but it's much easier to stay in contact with individual people than it is to stay as a unit. Um, but then senior year is 
I it's completely different, you know. I have like a fairly uh large intact group from the Asian Student Association. I have a another sort of large attack group just from like a smattering of friends that just sort of that just came about very organically and it's just not the same experience that a lot of people have I have I've had the most active year of my social like high school social life my senior year and even more so like the summer of my senior year than anything. Yeah. And I don't think that's, I don't know if that's common or uncommon, but either way, for me, it's resulted in like understanding that it is ephemeral and everything is, including life itself. Oh, there we go, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> that's, class, that's classic me. Isn't yeah, that? there we go. Um, and not just, just not really have like super like, like locked in ties. You know, I'm I'm gonna miss him a bit, but I'm not gonna be like I'm gonna be like oh yeah. I'm stuck. No, I'm like I'm ready to go. Yeah, I am ready to go. So when someone asks me, you know, what are you gonna miss? I think it's probably just the familiarity and the comfort I have now. But I, at the same time, think that familiar and comfort uh, must go so that I must go back so that I can step forward. There's my answer. Long, convoluted, possibly over-explained as usual. <laughs> I think that's a good note to wrap up on. I think we're getting pretty close to the end here. I agree. Season one. Season one. Season over. one. Season two will be a journey in and of itself because who knows what's going to happen. It's like the pandemic. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen. But um, until then... Thank you guys again so much for listening. And if one thing's for certain, I can say for sure that there will be one episode in season two. There must. Whether that is next week, two weeks, two years. Two decades? No, not that far. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Jack will find a way to record and sort of give you a life update. Maybe we should do this for like the rest of our lives, like every... Every like every milestone, every like yo, Jack, I just graduated <laughs> college. Like, oh, I'm going to grad school. Oh, I'm joining the workforce. That will, Jack, I just bought my first house. No way, I got a child <laughs> on the way. That will certainly be interesting to see where it, it where it happens. You know, yeah. it started off of a fluke idea from Ben, and then continued off of like a committed sort of thing from me and him as well. And then it's sort of off, on, on, and then off, and then on. You know, schedules and things that happen. We know we were never going to make a job out of this. We never no. wanted to. We wanted to just be like it was today, which was this is our most freeform episode since episode one. Yes. 100%. Yeah, we're a little rusty, too. Also, but I think, you know, we're rust has some up. charm in a bit, right? Yeah. So I'll just say, you know, for me, this is the graduation episode. I know graduation was a few months ago, but this is us graduating to the next step and us signing off almost a note to self, but not really because Ben finds that corny. I do. Uh, us signing off on this little period, this little project, this 
season of our lives and of this podcast. I agree, Jack. Until next time, my friends. See you later. Goodbye.